just like we have been for one year, we're back with a very special one-year anniversary episode of, what are we even doing? This is... By WWE standards, this the is the second, second anniversary. anniversary. I was, just, I was yes. just thinking about that. I was just thinking about that. Um, but yeah, this is this is great. And when I checked my schedule today at work, and I saw that this episode was going to be coming out on right. the 18th, I right. was like, fuck yeah. We 52 weeks of pretty okay free content. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly astonished that we're on track. Because yeah. I was expecting, like, because there was a, a gap there at the beginning where I just, like, lost footage and couldn't upload anything right so i thought i thought we would have been way off i also kind of thought we'd like lose interest in doing this at some point well i'm really glad that we haven't no honestly i really much enjoy it and you know what we've got a great fan base built of people that we deal with in our real (laughs) lives uh (laughs) um no i touched on this on the last one for real if you have been with us from day one thank you uh, this was kind of just a loose conversation that then we decided, yeah, you know what, let's make this a, a yeah. some sort of an entertainment program. It was what it was one day on a, a trip, probably to Kansas City. Yeah, and most likely. We brought thought up, thunk it up, we yep. thunk up the idea, and hell yeah, man. And you know what? Haven't done it on the air, done it privately. I'll do it right now. All the props in the world to you, man. Oh, all the props to Braden. He's Thank the you. guy who. You know, provides the equipment. He's the guy who does what I'm going to call eighty to eighty-five percent of the work, honestly, <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, yeah, man, wouldn't be a show without you. Happy to do it. Well, I year mean, anniversary, our second anniversary. To be fair, we're <laughs> one year it. old on our second anniversary. To be fair, hootie who? I wouldn't be able to have a podcast where I talk to myself. As is proven by the multiple times that you've made me vamp throughout the year. <laughs> Imagine a supercut of just you vamping. Oh God, no! It'd be just it'd just be dreck. But like, God, we've had so many fucking great shows. Fifty-two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had fifty-one. This is the fifty-second. I'm still on WWE time. You're right. You're right. Yeah, which is not boss time, which is also not Spike Dudley time. Mm-hmm. But it should be Spike Dudley time, as he was the boss. Yeah. Before Sasha was an employee, really. Honestly, yeah. yeah. He was the boss before she even fucking worked there. Ass. <laughs> I want Spike Dudley versus Sasha Banks. For the rights what to I'm the trying boss. To say. Yeah, honestly, yeah. But, like... We've had we've had guests on here, our, our other your other trainees, uh, students. We've yep. had... Our own friends on here. We've yep. we've br- 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 broken the format. Several we've done times. a lot. Yeah, we've done yeah. a lot. Um, Remember that one time that we had Robert De Niro on here? What do you got me doing here, you bitch? Here's the thing. I don't know about wrestling. I'm gonna leave now. Uh, Robert, please. He he really didn't contribute much to the show, but it was great to have a star of that magnitude. Yeah, in the I, I, I think yeah, that was um, hard to believe we flew him out to yeah, Spring yeah. Valley. Uh, yeah. Before we go any further, though, as is tradition on this program. Oh yeah, we've done this fifty-two times, which is. Oh, oh. 
Yeah, let's just... We've done this 52 times. That is correct. I'm not counting the one time that we... you. I'm not I'm not even going to bring it up. <laughs> didn't I, happen. Don't know, I don't know what you're referencing. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, we've done that 52 times because in the first ever episode, Taboo yep. Tuesday 2004... Yep. We just happened to... I don't know if we've ever discussed this. No, we have we, not. We, we just happened to open our cans at the same time. Right. And after that episode was done, I was like... It was something organic. Should, yeah. Yes. That's why... After you, you, after we do it, you go beautiful. It was because something. It, was, it, it literally was. It was organic. It, it it was lightning in a bottle. It really captured the zeitgeist, hmm. if you will. I don't know what that word means. Um, Me neither. Me neither. How do you even spell it? Because I was going to look it up. Z e i t, g e i s t. Uh, yeah. Our first episode, Taboo Tuesday, two thousand and defining spirit or mood. Of a particular period of history known as known as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time. That's right. <laughs> uh, I could not read for a second. But yes, Taboo Tuesday 2004. That was the uh, one that you blew it as you didn't watch the entire show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We got off to a great, somewhat rocky start. But yeah. If, if uh, what a time. To blow the finish <laughs> than for your your fucking first impression. <laughs> uh, um, so, okay, so today's main event, and we're going to get there eventually, as we always do. Guys, we're talking about WrestleMania 30. Hell yeah. The last WrestleMania to have a number. Yeah. <laughs> also, once I found out what the deal was with that, that Vince said no more numbers on WrestleMania because it makes it seem old. Fuck off. <laughs> I I dis, I'm starting to just I I've, I'm I'm shifting from being a not fan to fervently against because yeah. it's like the like all right they've the let me try that again <laughs> in regards to producing professional wrestling that draws money the WWE has so many things going for them right they have billions of dollars at their beck and call there's the phone going off. An old guys, theme returns. Guys, it's it's just another episode. Dude, I still remember the first time that your phone went off on this podcast. And uh, so I was at work and um How goes it I, over there at Menards? It was fine. It was it was fine. It was, oh Dude, God. why don't you shut your phone off? I don't know, man. You can't let that keep happening on this program, okay? I, I know, I know, I'm sorry. It better never happen again. But so, like, anyways... And oh boy, did it happen again. Time after time. But myself, like, when this WWE shit, it's like, dude, like, it's not rewarding anymore to be a fan. Like, there's that part of me that's like, I'll still watch the Rumble because I'm just a fucking... Oh, got uh, to. Uh, got uh, to. I'll, I'll borrow a term from Dakota, an unrepentant simp. You know, <laughs> like... I'm the rumble. I can't believe you just said that, dude. It, Amazing. Dakota has had two phrases that made me laugh, just incredibly fucking hard. One was when he said the phrase "unrepentant simp," and the yeah. other one was uh, forever ago. Uh, what it was? Uh, I'll set the scene for you guys. Groups group chat Bailey 
sends us a snap of this infomercial for Trumpy Bear, which was like a, mm. a uh, Build-A-Bear that was Donald Trump-themed. Yeah, yeah. And he sends us a snap of it, and he goes, I watched this for five minutes thinking that this was a sketch comedy show and that this was an act before realizing this is an actual <laughs> infomercial for this actual product called Trumpy Bear. Yeah. And so, like... We're all kind of laughing. I'm I'm enraged, obviously, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Dakota just responds, and let me also, you know what, I'm going to say what it was, and I'm going to add on to it. But Dakota just responds, and it just says, Ah, yes, Trumpy Bear, a monument to our sins. <laughs> That's yeah, incredibly funny to me. Also, I think I've talked about this before on here, that you have, like, your go-to things that are always funny, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm adding to my list anytime something starts with the person saying, ah, yes. Yeah. I'm just immediately like, ooh, here comes something funny. Like, <laughs> uh, uh. So anyways, today we're going to talk about WrestleMania 30. Um, we've been talking about talking about this one for a long yeah, time. Yeah, this has been the longest on the fuckboard. <laughs> it's had some time to Its it. streak has ended. Okay. The streak but of this it being streak on the fuckboard. is still very much alive. That and is I true. want to talk a little bit more about doing this show for a year. It doesn't seem like we've been doing it for a year. Um, it honestly, it's one of those things where, like, it's become regular enough in my life that it feels like I've been doing this for fucking years. Right. It's, it's like it's, one of those it's things. It's a routine. Yeah. yeah. It's one of like, those Like, I have to say, like, whenever you can use the phrase, like, oh, we're recording tonight. No, we're going to record tomorrow. Or, yeah. what are we going to record about? Like, yeah. it's just, it's a chore, but it's a fun chore. Yeah. Yeah. And it forces me to watch wrestling, because this is the only time I watch wrestling anymore. And, and that's A, sad, and B, I'm glad I have this to do that, because... I love watching wrestling. It's just starting watching wrestling is just. I a, think it's great because tour. it's like kind of forced you to like go outside of your wheelhouse a little. Yes. Bit, yeah. You know, and like we still haven't even really scratched the surface on other shit that like we can cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we we routinely, usually from Connor, get shit about like watching a TNA show, which we have we not will yet do. done. We yeah, will we, do. We'll, we'll do one. Uh, one. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. We'll more do than multiple. One. Um, we'll, we'll do. We'll do the worst ones. If we can find, and like, honestly guys, whenever people talk about like, well, how come you don't cover this or whatever, we're trying to cover stuff that we both have access to pretty easily. Yeah. Because the rules are that we don't watch it together, you know, whatever. Like, we could do a bonus episode on Money in the Bank 2011 because not that long ago, you and me sat down and watched that whole pay-per-view together. Oh, yeah. Start to finish. Which, had not seen it. (laughs) Great show. And maybe we do do that. Maybe we just keep that in our back pocket and be like... Hey, remember when we did that? Like, because I'm sure we still remember it clearly enough to like get an episode on it. Plus, mm-hmm. it's you know one of the best pay per views of all time. Yeah, but like, I I mean I think the the one that we had to do the most work on, as far as like us watching it, was the Ring of Honor show because I had the DVD. Yeah. So it had to be like, yeah. yo, I'm going to rewatch this, then I'll give it to you, then you rewatch it, and then you bring it mm-hmm. back, like. Which and I never brought that DVD back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to get very mad for a second there. I would have believed you. I'd be like, "What, you motherfucker? Give me my stuff." Uh, um, but uh, yeah. So we've covered WWE slash WWF. We've covered uh, WCW. Unfortunately, <laughs> we've covered uh, ECW. ECW. 
unfortunately. We've covered um, uh, ROH. Yep. There's more promotions to There's so knock many off, more. off the list yeah. there, but uh, TNA yeah. is definitely going to happen. I would love to, and it, it, maybe if we find the right one on like the Roku channel or something, I would love to do a New Japan show. Mm. Like I think that would be really fucking interesting to dissect. Um, I'd love to do a Dreamwave one. Oh yeah, we 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 got absolutely got like that would be great. I, for that matter, now I'm thinking about it, like IWTV is a thing. And I know Dreamwave's not on there, but, like, Anarchy is. Yeah. You know, like, we could easily pull up a lot of we should do mid-card bullshit that I've been involved in. We should do you versus Coilo Royley. Uh, I've watched it. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, there's... Long story short, we're not stopping. <laughs> no, 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 dude. Guys, we, we have not even begun... To moderately entertain you on your drive to work. And we... <laughs> hell yeah. We've done so much in this short year, too. We really and, have. And we haven't even scratched the surface. No. Dude, remember that one time that we had Casey on here? Hey, sweet! I'm the dog Bernard! I'm the biggest city of all time! <laughs> Yeah, he, he was not a good guest to have. But yeah, uh, our waveforms were peaking the entire time. Yeah, he also was trying to deep throat the microphone. Said it made him feel at home. I bought a new microphone. <laughs> um, we had him on to try to defend his actions of the Tales of Casey episode. Yeah. And, and never oh, by the didn't. way, fun fact. this uh, we'll, we'll part the beads here for a second. Somewhat recently at a Zawa show, <laughs> Berna told Casey to his face about this podcast, which he seemingly didn't know existed, mm-hmm. and specifically mentioned that we did a two-hour-plus episode just talking about him, to which Casey was nonplussed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then tried to say... Th- I, okay, hang on. Berna the tried to apologize to me and said, I spilled the beans. I told him about the podcast, to which I'm like, you're not spilling any beans. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's open. It's on every possible platform that we can get it on. This is we're a public on, thing. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I used to say that in every episode, and now I don't. Yeah, should we? I feel like it might be worth mentioning. Yeah, okay, well, let's go back to that. The point for this story, though, is... Casey, if you're listening to this, which clearly you're not, we're not hiding any of this. Yeah. There's never been a secret. We're tr- If anything, we're trying to make it more widespread and known. Yeah. Um, and, and, and furthermore, we weren't talking shit about Casey. We were saying true things about Casey. I'm also pretty sure that episode starts with us talking about how nice he is. It does. Uh, but then he then, being Casey, spazzed out and was bitching about how these guys over here making podcasts about anytime I fucked up 10 years ago. And I was like, Casey, some of these fuck ups were recent. <laughs> like <laughs> as little as a year before the podcast. If, I was going to say all of your, uh, story. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I've been, I've been in counting refing like two years, two and three quarters years. Yeah. That's not that's not ten years ago, and, buddy. And you had enough Casey isms to make up a good chunk of that episode. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, 
So, yes, it's been it's been a fun ride so far. Um, and we're only getting going. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything for the undercard? No. Yeah, I was just planning to use this pre-main event time to talk about how great this show has been for us. It has been a good time, and uh, we have ranted a lot about our own personal lives. Dude, I, I, dude, the the amount of time that you've bitched about Menards and that (laughs) I've bitched about Legrados, and like, I just listened to our uh, one of our more recent ones that was just a conversation. There's. 15 plus minutes just talking about fast food places. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We clearly have the best fans in the world because you've stuck with us through this inane minutia. Like, mm-hmm. and and you've also stuck with us despite Braden being a confirmed terrorist for his hatred of curly fries. All right, but like, right. <laughs> come on, man. Okay, I'll, I'll let me get one out, and I think I know the answer, but I just wanted to get you on a public forum saying it. Jimmy John's Subway. Jimmy John's. Correct answer. Were you thinking you were going to catch me? No. I just needed it documented. It was already documented in that episode. I it said, was? I like a Subway on a road trip. I prefer Jimmy John's overall. Oh, I didn't pay that much attention. I listened to that part as I pulled up. <laughs> That's the only reason. I- oh, That's the other thing, guys. This is like the ultimate vanity project, because now we can just listen to our own voices for hours and hours at an end. Yeah. Let me see if I can... Oh, you know what? Oh, hmm. no. I, it won't load. Burrito or burrito bowl? Uh, burrito. Yeah? I okay. think. Are we just gonna, like, debate food now? No, I don't want to get... This is a slippery slope. Hey, Tom. Hey, Brady. I have a question. I got an answer. Where do you clip your fingernails? You know what? <laughs> Although one of our initial great tangents, we're not going back to it. Uh, um, we We have had... Plenty of tangents. If you had to guess, in 52, uh, 51 episodes, sure. how many tangents do you think we've gone on? Because I think it's at upwards l- of... At least 75. 75. That's what I was going to yeah. say. There's so many. Like, literally, before we started recording this one, I went on a tangent about the movie Serenity. Mm-hmm. Not the one that any nerd listening to this is thinking of, because that was a movie based on a... I'm pretty sure that was on the air, Tom. Hmm? I'm pretty sure that was on the air. No, that's what I'm saying. Is oh, that, okay. like, I, 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 I thought went you on said a tangent. before we recorded this. No, no, no. I, oh, okay. I, I mean, the previously recorded oh, episode okay. on a tangent about Serenity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not the one that nerds are thinking of, because there was a movie called Serenity that was based on a TV show called Firefly, neither of which have I ever seen. Uh, I believe it has Nathan Fillion in it. That in seems right, it. yeah. Which means it's probably good. Never saw the show, never saw the movie. I'm sure it's it's always got, like, rave reviews and shit. Just, Hell yeah. Not something I ever got into. Uh, um, so, what else have we accomplished in these short years uh, that we've been doing this? This started as, like, a, a more of a, um, a, a quarantine thing. Yeah, that was also a factor. That was, yeah. I, I, it took me so long to think of the word quarantine. <laughs> Which is kind of fucked because there was a time where you couldn't go a day without hearing it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, it, the podcast was kind of born out of the pandemic, really. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us were just little stifled with the lack of wrestling that was happening, which justifiably and rightfully so, and just looking mm-hmm. for something like a creative outlet, you know, to... So we started this in um, Ramble. 
November 18th of 2020, obviously. Correct. Whoa! Sorry. Didn't no, you're mean fine. To do that. Um, at that point, September, October, yeah. November, right. I had been in... I had been a wrestler for two months. Yep. At that point, which is insane to think. Yeah, yeah, we, uh... So November of 2020, yeah, man, so you'd been wrestling for a, t- a few months. The election was about to get finalized. The insurrection was a few weeks, months happen- away from happening. Dude, uh, what a wild, just a, just insane... You know what? Here's something that I do want to fucking rant about. Okay. These... QAnon dipshits <laughs> that this that just a few days prior to this recording gathered in Texas at the grassy knoll because they thought that Kennedy, as in John F., as in back and to the left, as in star of the Zapruder film, John F. Kennedy was going to quote reappear and would run for office alongside Donald Trump. And they gathered there in mass, waiting for a not just dead, but very dead person. How? How? How does one get there? I, here, dude, I, I had so many thoughts on it when I was watching this shit because I'm like, one, I'm disgusted, right? And I'm just, I'm enraged. Mm-hmm. And then there's another part of me where it's like, it almost kind of made me feel sad because I was like, there's somebody watching this right now. And they see somebody standing there, and they go, holy shit, that's my neighbor, that's my uncle, that's my... You, you know what I mean? As if they... But in, in the sense yeah. of, like, they don't know that you're living next to, living with, or related to a complete fucking moron. And the ultimate, ultimate was... A local newscaster uh, at one point is walking around just filming these guys and trying to get some sound bites, and they point to this guy and yell, "You are fake news." The people who are waiting for Kennedy to reappear are telling the newscaster, who is only there to cover their presence, yeah. that he is covering fake news. It's a thing where it's like, it's so meta that it can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just collapses on itself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, God. Like. Idiots. Honestly, yeah. Like, it, it's a <laughs> thing where it's like, there, there, there's a difference to me between, like, respectful disagreements, you know, and, and you know, uh, opposing views on policy and shit. And then there's this. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, dude, get the f- fuck back to your house. It, like <laughs> these people drive cars. You know what I mean? Like I know that like the go-to joke here is just like, "Oh, these people have the right to vote." Fuck that. They they these dipshits are driving up and down the streets. For all I know, they think they're seeing ghosts. Like <laughs> god damn it. Um Let me open the beads for a second. Part the beads. I was just trying to find out. I was trying to log into Spotify on yeah. on my Google machine so that I could check the stats for it because I don't have a Wi-Fi card in my PC. I have to be hooked up to a landline in order to connect because I can't. Otherwise, I can't find it because I was also looking on here to see if I can because usually I have the stats right here, but it doesn't load because it's I don't have Wi-Fi. But okay. I was gonna do a a yearly update for our our the amount of listeners we have and such. Oh. 
And okay. I, I'm not able to do that because I'm a piece of shit, and I didn't think about it until now. But anyway, uh, also, another thing for the future, we're going to do a Q&A. Yeah. We are currently gathering questions via our lone social media post on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, we were nine... Nine episodes in. Yeah. Without a Twitter. Yeah. The tenth episode we had a Twitter. Which is way earlier than I thought it was. I just listened to the ninth episode not too long ago. And okay. I was like, uh, after the... Uh, near the closing ends, we were like, all right, we're going to make this Twitter in between these two episodes that we record. And I was like... Ten episodes in when we had a Twitter? Right. That doesn't see. That seems like way earlier than I would have thought. No, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I think also, podcast. I think also one of the things that uh, people love about the show is like anytime that you and me butt heads. Anytime yeah. that you and me like get into a tiff on something. We had a great debate. We did. Uh, we've had several. Uh, one of my favorite ones, I don't know if you remember this or not, was when we were talking about the ratings on like a thumb. Mm. Like the pointing of the thumb. And it was like... If I recall correctly, it went a little something like... What are you talking about? No, if the thumb is up, that's 90 degrees. I understand that. I'm if not it's at arguing 45, that. 45 is half of 90. I understand that. But Do you in, know? In your, dude, in your logic... Yeah, go ahead. We have a thumbs down, right? Yeah. If you're here, uh-huh. this is zero. Are you saying this is the lowest rating we have? No, I'm saying that's then halfway. Then why does half of 90 matter in because this case? Because math- half of 90 mathematically is 45. 45 so, and 45 is 90. So whenever I say that there's a 45, you think I'm at, giving it a 50% rating? That's what it sounds like to me. Then it sounds how, like then, your hog is half up. Then what the fuck does that mean? That means your hog is down at a negative 90, which would be a 180. What are we even... What? I, 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 I can't I, handle it. I can't handle it. You know what? If you, if it was clock-based, that's fine. If it's star-based, that's fine. If it's just ticks on your imaginary thumb clock, that's also fine. It's, it is thumb clock. It's thumb clock. Thumb clock? Thumb clock. Thumb clock. Thumb clock. You ass. I can't... D- Ah, uh, yes. Who could forget the time that you coined the phrase thumb clock? Um, just confounding. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've, we've, uh... What a done great a lot. trip we've, down memory lane. We've praised Orton. We have debated <laughs> each other. Almost incessantly, honestly. Like, to a point where sometimes even I'm annoyed by it. <laughs> You're listening to your own show. God damn it, they're talking about Orton again. I know, it's like, God, I know this is my opinion, but do you have to keep hammering it home? We get it. Yes. Yeah, actually we do. We do. Yeah, he's he's just fucking perfect. Um, um, uh, so yeah, we praised Orton, we've agreed on so many things, we've butted heads, we've had guests, we've been just ourselves, yep. we've broken the format, we've returned to format. We fucked the format, I believe that is canon. At one point oh, we yeah. did fuck the format. Yeah, and gave each other a high five during it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we Eiffel Tower the format. Woo! We Eiffel Tower. That was that was one where I wish this was a visual medium because the look on your face was just <laughs> priceless. We've we've made a friend and fan of the show Pocket Volcano deeply uncomfortable anytime that you talk about your dick. Yeah. Uh, Remember when I said I'm pork my white meat? I hold on. I kind of do. Can we can we can we find that? 
pork, my white meat. Oh, oh no. I... Yeah, she uh, she did not care for that at all. Uh, sent me no. a direct message on the Snapchat. Was just like, you gotta tell him to stop. She uh, she posted on Facebook that I am a menace and I need to be stopped. <laughs> I will not stop. No, keep porking that white meat. Uh, <laughs> oh God, we've She's talked not about like that either. We've talked about shitting upwards. Oh, big time. Just we have. Laughed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call it too hard at shit jokes, dude. The the if this isn't this. I refuse to believe this is your first time listening to this show. But if it is, turn this episode off and go listen to December to Dismember for an insane roller coaster ride through arguably the worst pay per view that the WWE has ever produced. As yeah. We sit in the living room in the morning, and I start to day drink. Uh, it was so early for for j- the amount of insanity that we had. Yeah, that was that was man. That was that was a keeper right there. The one time shit. we had five people on. We had coin me. Oh, dude, Berna, that was too much. You, yeah, yeah, that it, it, that'll it, never happen again. Four like, is the max. Yeah, yeah, and and that's. That is towing a line, but yeah, four is the max. Uh, especially for this room. Yeah. Like, four in the living room is okay when we've got, like, a good setup and everything, but, like... It was it was, a, it was a good episode. It was. But it was just a lot all at once. You get a lot of heat going in here, though. Yeah. Uh, 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 what kind of heat? Arm heat? Eat? Rib heat? Reet? Shin heat? Sheet. <laughs> Neck heat. Neat. Leg heat. Lead. Yeah. Ass I, heat. Hate. A seat? A seat. Ass eat. Um, ass eat? Is that what you just said? <laughs> As opposed to eat ass. Um, <laughs> oh my all right. God. Let's, let's, let's not reminisce anymore. Let's move on. Let's get to today. This does seem like very much a uh, the end of the road type episode so far. Let's let's continue. Yeah. Let's move on. So I can't wait for WrestleMania the fiftieth anniversary. <laughs> Some may call it WrestleMania forty nine. Some don't. Um, <laughs> but here today, guys, we are going to talk about WrestleMania thirty, which I think by the WWE standards is the twenty sixth anniversary of WrestleMania. Oh God, they're off by uh, that much. <laughs> Uh, coming to you live from the Superdome mm. in Nolens. Also known as... Louisiana. Wrestle- I'm sorry, what? WrestleMania fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Triple X. <laughs> WrestleMania Triple X starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm an extreme sports guy, but the government's recruited me to do their bidding. Why? We don't really know. You, I, I'm not going to tell you to ever watch Triple X. Mm. That first one is one of the most. It, 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 it's like if you took the '90s slash the the late '90s early aughts and bottled it, and then made that into a movie. That's what that first Triple X movie is. And then the second one has Ice Cube driving a tank, and then the third one 
is just old Vin Diesel somehow banging super hot 25-year-old supermodels for, like, the entire movie. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm not okay. Don't be. Tom, how many movies do you think I've not seen that were referenced on this show? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I bet... I'm, I'm going to flip your question. I think I've referenced, I mean, hi here, five movies that you were like, yeah, I saw that. Hell yeah. God Hell damn yeah. it. All right. Sorry. So, uh, this is the last mania to use Roman numerals. This is the last mania to have a number attached to it. Yeah. Um, great opening video. Actually, it accentuates the history of WrestleMania, which we're just not going to do anymore. Nope. Um, Can't. My first note really says, oh, look, it's Hogan. Got to. Got to. Just, I love it. Uh, Hogan comes out, cuts the promo, says Silverdome. And, and Almost immediately, I think, knows he fucked up. So, no, he actually, he says it. Yeah. And then he says it again. And then he That's, realized, okay, yeah, yeah. Then he realized, still wearing his stupid child sunglasses uh-huh. and his fake hair. But there's that one brief moment, it's got to be then after the second one, where yeah. he's not moving, and you can tell somebody at ringside is telling him, Superdome, you fuck! And you can see the look on his face. Mm-hmm. I, it's not a visual medium yet, uh, but I will, guys, cameras are fucking expensive, all right? And I don't have space on my phone. Yeah, so, we don't need this from you. Not you. Oh, them. I was, not you, I was so no, confused. No, no um, I'm, I'm looking and talking to the microphone. Not a visual medium, but I'll yes. do it. He goes, right here at the Silver Dome. And he just, like, he smiles to himself because he realizes right. what he, and then, the Super Dome, you know, you know what's, here's the thing. I, I, I'm not a Hogan guy, and in no way, shape, or form am I trying to prop him up, defend any of his horse shit, you know, whatever. Yeah. There is something about him calling it the Silver Dome that I did find, I don't know, somewhat endearing in that, just but not in the sense of, like, rah-rah Hogan, but in the sense of, like, oh, this old man is remembering something that yeah. mattered to him. Yeah. And, you know, and he does cover for it relatively well. Honestly, it kind of makes this whole thing better. It honestly makes the segment for me. So... Hogan's out here yammering away, not knowing what building or state he's in. But the Silver Dome is in Michigan, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I was going to ask that. What the fuck? <laughs> Pontiac, Michigan. That's not on the be... other side. That's on the the top of the country. Right. Instead of the bottom. No, no one has ever or could ever confuse Pontiac, Michigan with New Orleans, Louisiana. Having been in Michigan and Louisiana. Yeah. Very different places. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just what? Uh, uh, so then out comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was cool. He hadn't been in the WWE since uh, they referenced it. Mania 27. Oh, wow. I think was the last time he was there. Uh, That's neat. Always cool to see Austin. He's wearing Got his tight. Broken Skull Ranch shirt. Yep. Jeans, not dressing up for the occasion, which is Why fine. would you? It's all great. <laughs> uh this is already kind of neat. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, it's Austin and Hogan in the ring together. That's cool. Austin's promo, I thought, was a little like vague. It looked like they were going to fucking wrestle. Oh, yeah. They were staring at each other, and I'm like, Vince is crazy enough to make this an angle. Yeah. Uh, legit um, says, like, anytime I'm in the ring, I usually whip a man's ass and shit like that. It's like, oh, okay. Sure. 
Punch him. Something. Anything. Stunner. Why not? Nope. Shock of all shocks. Here comes the rock. Yeah. Huge, huge reaction. Mm -hmm. If I I don't think this was advertised or announced. I think Hogan was. I don't think Austin or Rock was. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. This This was, to me, very cool. I love this. Stone Cold calling it the Silver Dome. Yep. So fucking funny. Crowd's now in on the joke. Yep. Hogan is actually like, LOL, you got me, you know, whatever. I fucked up, like... The Rock comes out. He does his finally. The Rock is back at, in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, the Rock is also back at WrestleMania, but most importantly, The Rock is back in the Superdome. Yes. And looks at Hogan, and you can just see Stone Cold in the in the back head just goes losing back. his Lose, shit. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. And like, you know what? Small small note here. It's a testament to how good the three of these guys are that they could be on that platform and that stage and still kind of fucking fuck around a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. is it a big deal? Frankly, no. But, like, yeah. can you imagine? Yo, you're opening WrestleMania. There's... I, I, I don't know the attendance. I should look it up. Tens of thousands of people there. And you have the balls to go out there and be like... <laughs> you blew your fucking promo. Like, I don't know. I think it's cool. That, that's so funny. Um, but honestly, yes, the uh, that fuck up made <laughs> made the, it makes whole, the whole segment. promo just yeah. so much funnier to me. 75,000. Okay, so yeah. Hey, you're out there. Not only are you live worldwide, but there's 75,000 people sitting here watching you. Yeah, have some fun. I love it. You know, like... Um, usually I would hate something like this. Yeah. But I really liked this. It was There fun. is something... It, it was funny. <laughs> it is funny. Like, there is something undeniably cool, if only for the novelty, I think, of like, are, are these the three biggest stars of all time? Very well could be. At least in our hemisphere, I mean the only the only other people that would be worth arguing to that spot would be uh, maybe John Cena, but I would argue probably not to that level. Brock Lesnar, I would argue not to that not level. Not to that level, no. Andre's the only one that rivals to that level, yeah. but he's Andre long gone. Cena. Like I, I, you know, you might be able to throw Flair in that conversation, yeah. I guess. But like, so far <laughs> as like transcending and everything else, it's like if you if you. Walk up somebody on the street and you go, have you ever watched pro wrestling? And they say no. And you say, have you ever heard of Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or The Rock? They're at least one of a man. They'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah I've heard that. Yeah. You know, like, it, it is just, the again, the, the sheer novelty of it. It was very neat. I am convinced that nobody is throwing Stone Cold beards. He just goes like this and one flies to his hand. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, Thor's in the hammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just where yeah. he just... Dude, how have they never filmed that? Hmm. Uh, imagine of just a, a sketch. A sketch. A sketch. <laughs> a sketch of Austin holding his hand up for a beer and it doesn't happen. He's just like, huh? What? And it like, close-up shot of his hand just shaking. But then you just... Shot of a beer flying, like, across the country, like, different backgrounds behind it, through buildings and shit. We just made a commercial. Yeah. 
It'd be incredible. Where the fuck? Now get the new Broken Skull IPA. Give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hand goes up. Oh, God, those waveforms. You'll be fine. We punish the viewers quite a bit here with our waveforms. But then, like, the hand goes up. Nothing happens. She's like, I don't understand. But then you just can of the IPA flying over the country from some undisclosed location with that. Yeah. Wham. Like, dude. Fucking boom, he catches it, takes a drink, does the whole pitch, right? It, like, pans out. Yeah. Thor is there, like... <laughs> Thor is there, his hand yeah. out, the hammer is not yet there. <laughs> yeah. Beat you to it, you son of a bitch. Perfect, perfect. What more could it be? <laughs> we're... God damn it, we're over here just printing fucking money for you, just Steve. amazing. Because you need more of it. Uh. So, but next anyway. after this... I do have a note that I do want to. I, I just wanted to say, shape, Dwayne Johnson, the biggest man, dude. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's unbelievable. Fucked up, yeah. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> up. It's a good way to put it. Um, and he's wearing the tightest of tight t-shirts. Oh yeah, he, he knows he can. Several people pulled that on to him. <laughs> like, he's like. <laughs> raises his arms about this much. Yeah, yeah. His shoulder muscles get in the way. And then, uh, <laughs> it's just the best. He almost needs one of those, like, action figure t-shirts with the Velcro in the back. Yeah. Because you yeah, gotta, yeah, like, yeah. put the arms straight yep. out and then pull it. Yeah. Uh, up next, an absolutely fantastic video package for Daniel Bryan. Oh, dude. Imagine Amazing. Dragons, Monster. Fun song, like, you know. Yeah. But just, goddamn, what a great video package. We, we, we talk about this so much on this show. Yeah. I almost don't want to do it again anymore because we talk about it so much, but, like, well, this you is... got to. This, this is a fucking stellar, stellar fucking video package. Unbelievable. Um, so one of my notes here just says, this was not the original plan, by the way, for this WrestleMania at all. Correct. Uh, the original plan gave us two of the greatest songs ever made. The, the acoustic <laughs> versions of uh, Orton and Batista's theme, yes. Yes. Original plan, it was going to be Orton versus Batista in the main. Kane versus Daniel Bryan. And Punk versus Triple H. That was the original plan. Mm. Punk leaves after the Rumble. Daniel Bryan, the audience just will not be denied. <laughs> That's what they want. I and love it. for a, a rare moment, they actually listened to the audience and pivoted. And that would be the last time. Good. Ever. <laughs> One of, if not the, yeah, man, like, like, Daniel Bryan's a guy that we haven't talked, Brian Danielson, I'm sorry, we haven't talked about enough on here, but like, if you talk about somebody, like, that whole idea of like, make yourself undeniable, nobody has ever encapsulated it more than that fucking guy, like, yeah. you, we, you and me watched him wrestle in front of 1,500 people in the Chicago Fieldhouse, yeah. uh, Meg watched him wrestle in front of 10 people for Ian Rotten. Amazing, you know what I mean? Like the 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 dude just would not stop, mm-hmm. you know. And like, I I loved his uh, promo. Like I was at All Out when he debuted for AEW, which the reaction was un it, just incredible. Just yeah. un, like honestly, just I can't incredible. Yeah, I can't even describe it, frankly. Uh, but his promo about it where he said and this is kind of a reference to Punk's thing which is fine because you have you know different experiences you know whatever but when he said I never left 
wrestling, I took wrestling with me wherever I went. That's dope. And he's right. Yeah. He's completely right. And you know what I mean? Like, dude, like... He brought he, the word wrestling back to WWE for a while. And, and still made it work even for that audience, which... Uh, he's unbelievable. You know, an argument yeah. can be made they don't care about that shit, but, like... They don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. But, like, dude, fuck yeah, Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. Yeah, he's Brian Danielson now. I gotta fucking... I keep calling him Buddy Murphy. (laughs) It is fucking infuriating. That's... Okay. Uh, Anyway, so we got him versus Triple H. Triple H's entrance here. It's real good. Featuring. It's, of course, the the Valkyrie rock opera, but yes, featuring. Featuring. Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Sasha. Mm -hmm. Alexa Bliss. Neat. Yes. Mm. Is this a science moment? It could be. You're, uh... There's some science there. Yeah. One of them has science. At least. Yes. Only. Uh, uh, great entrance. Uh, Triple H always kind of... Usually has pretty good WrestleMania entrances. My favorite and, one was when the dry ice blasted him in the stomach. That's oh, so, that's not great. That's so, that's so mean. And I'm he's sorry. just trying to look like a badass while he's knocking that shit off him because it burns so bad, I'm sure. Holy Lord. Like him just walking out of the thing, just being like... How does that get fucked up? I don't know. My favorite, honest answer, my favorite Triple H Mania entrance was the one with the um, Spartans coming out of the tunnel and the shields together. Mm. I I love that. That was great. This match, though. Oh, I loved it. Arguably the best opener in Mania history. Hmm. Okay. I I would say it is. Alright. Ton of time. They get a ton of time. Yes, and they yes. and they work it like it's the main event. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, uh, the amount of fucking ads that I've experienced on this show. I meant to ask this. you about this because, so on my Peacock, it would just fade to black and then just come right back. There was no commercial, but it was you very lucky annoying. Bitch. <laughs> What are, I had what are to wait through for? 45 seconds of fucking ads. Oh, no. Sometimes 30. Sometimes 30. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, if I'm lucky, 15. It was like a real short one. Yeah, because NBC doesn't have enough money. You but, fucking pigs. God, dude. The amount of fucking ads. Keep in mind, we're at the beginning of the show. We're in the opener. Yeah. And I already have that note. Oh, God. Um, Lawler said the fucking milk from for forgetful cows joke I don't you've been know drinking milk from forgetful cows milk of amnesia I I don't are you know trying to make is. me hate wrestling Lawler uh oh also by the way the contrast of entrances I thought was a good choice okay in the sense of like Triple H has this grand yeah overproduced yeah. thing the props the throne the girls all of it Brian has his music Love it. That's it. Like, but I, 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 a million percent know that's by design. Yeah. Um, Tiger suplex in this match, dude. What the shit? <laughs> I, I, it's a weird thing because I was like, I remember this happening. I kept looking for it, and then it happened. I was like, that's such a rare move. 
Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing it in the Fed before or after that. I you don't honestly now with everybody doing everything, you don't see it that often on the independence. Yeah, if at all. That's true. It's just a dangerous, dangerous move. JBL says this is why they call him the cerebral assassin. He <laughs> stumbles over that word, which I thought was very funny. The eighteen seconds guy is here. The guy who has famous for the picture like this when Daniel Bryan loses in eighteen seconds. Oh, okay. He was there in the front row. I was like. Amazing. This is this is the most beautiful thing. Poetic, ever. yeah. I love the fact that he is here for this. Awesome match, great storytelling, a very rare pedigree kick out. Oh dude. Uh I'm gonna read my next four notes in, in a in a row because fuck it. Steph is a demon. Mm-hmm. This match rules. Another ad. Yep. The kick out of the pedigree. Yeah. It is so like I have the misfortune of watching this in hindsight. Right. So I know the end result. Right. But, like... On some level, still... you still kind of bought it. Yeah. You know, even though you know you it's yeah. not. Yeah. I wish I didn't know. I do remember... So I have clear memories of watching this Mania live. This was the first one that streamed on the network. Oh, okay. So at this point, I'm living in Davenport at Russell House 2.0. Uh, Shane Hollister is there watching with us, which will come into play later on. As Great, we talk about this. I love it. Um, yeah, so like I remember watching this, and like even then, you didn't actually know who was going to win, right? So like when Triple H hit that pedigree, it was like, oh fuck, because then the idea would have been they're going to do an all evolution main event. Yeah, kicks out. We're like, fuck, holy shit! Like that also just really doesn't happen that often. Like, Pedigree's a very, very, very protected move. So, good on them for, like, you know what I mean? Because at that point, it's like, they, okay, we're, we're going in on, on Brian Nelson. Yeah, they're, like, they're full all chips yeah. forward, which is great. Of course, it, it, it makes him. Um, um, Incredible finish. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Amazing match. Another ad. <laughs> uh, after this was something I did not remember happening. Because my note just says, the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. And then the shield. Uh, the shield and their skull masks was was cool. That, I, I, that, I like that, that, that yeah. And then Kane. Mm-hmm. I didn't the understand the order of, of entrances. Yeah. Yeah, this was not great. So, it was weird, but the idea was the shield interrupting the New Age Outlaws. Is that what it was? Because they and I he just was missed cutting it? a promo, okay. and then the shield music hit, and then they were like, "Oh, what the fuck, man!" I wanted to say the same thing I've said for the last thirty years. Oh, not thirty years, but wow! Somehow that I missed, I missed that, or it was just lost yeah. to me. I I just thought they strangely staggered the entrances. Um, Dean, my next note is just Dean Ambrose is insane. I yeah. don't remember what <laughs> happened. Uh. I actually liked this. It's a sprint. It's a squash. Oh, yeah. They, the shield I, just runs through them. When I saw this, I was like, oh, no. But it was amazing. It was everything it needed to be. It was great. Dig it. Great finish with the double-double powerbomb or whatever thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, don't know what prompted it. One of my favorite things that I've done throughout this entire show's history yes. is having a note that I don't know what prompted it sure because sometimes that makes the note funnier my next note is just lawler fucking stop i don't know i i, I hate him uh 
So one of the things before we go on that I kept thinking about watching this was what a difference a year makes. Yeah, we always talk about this, we, but it yeah. is interesting to always delve into. A year after this, one year after this, Roman is having a match with Brock for the fucking belt, and the heist of the century cash-in happens. Ooh. One year. Neat. It is insane. Like, these guys are going on second here in what I'm going to call a throwaway tag match, squashing the Outlaws and Kane, and a year later, top of the fucking card. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's just wild. Uh, my next note just says, I hate these fucking toy commercials. Because I think this is when they have, like, the Legends guy in, in the back playing Slam City, and it's yeah. just a... This is for babies. <laughs> and all these guys are so old that the babies don't know who they are. Yeah. So who the fuck is this for? No one. Jim Duggan looks like if Casey was a wrestler. I literally thought that. We've been mentally Woo! synchronizationed up. Woo! I stumbled through that, but... Yes. We have... That's the two episodes in a row where you have a note that I thought while watching this. Let's try to get Casey to start referring to people as tough guy. <laughs> uh, How many thousand dollar pairs of gears, tough guy? <laughs> How many 13-hour matches, tough guy? <laughs> I can uh, get tough guys in spades. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Another ad. I noted every single one. Uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I believe this is the first one. Hell yeah. And uh, you know what? Hmm. We have all the jobbers who get the jobber entrance. You know who comes out first? We new room, new view, new crew, new do, new shoes, new pooch, broom, broom, new poo, do, do, you flew, we screw, loose cooch, gonna goo. It's, uh... You say loose cooch? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. Holy lord. Uh, also Seamus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What? Loose cooch. Um... Uh, yeah, also, okay, so I made a couple of notes about the people that are in this, because the whole time I was like, who the fuck is that, who the fuck is that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is Otunga still employed? At this point? Yeah. I don't know. Oh my god. Um, fuck Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wendy's girl, a.k.a. Heath Slater. <laughs> the crowd used to chant Wendy's girl at him, which... I want to make this very clear, is so stupid, because there is no Wendy's girl. That's who Wendy is. Um, <laughs> Fox News pundit Brodus Clay, <laughs> also confirmed cuck Brad Maddox is in this. Maddox. Because some asshole is walking around with tights that say GM on them, and I'm like, who the fuck is GM? Oh... That's who that is. Yeah. Verified, certified cuck, Brad Maddox. I love... Just... <laughs> I love it. Um, Legally identified cuck, Brad Maddox. Registered cuck. That's right. Card-carrying I... cuck. <laughs> oh, I could say something that I'm not going to. So, um... I saw Why? Cody... I saw Cody Rhodes oh, call okay. for Seamus to go grab... Um, Fandango. 
I, I don't know. That's I just noticed that happening. Oh, that's another one. Talking about the difference a year makes. A year prior to this, Fandango debuts at WrestleMania against Jericho and wins. Wow. Yeah. Another ad. Also, <laughs> speaking of Fandango, when he gets eliminated, he's over as fuck. The whole crowd's doing that fucking dance. Yeah. Like, I, I liked Fandango. Me too. Can't believe they fucking fired him. I liked Fandango, but I love Cesaro. That's my next. Oh one. yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so um, fucking good. Also, th- this Kofi spot. I think that's the best one that they've ever done. The Kofi spot. I think it is. It's terrifying. I, I, I didn't know what was happening. So he gets popped over the post. Me and Maker watching this. We both go, oh, yeah. Thinking like, oh, he's dead now. We've just been watching a ghost for the past several years. <laughs> Unbelievable. Great, no one great talks stuff. about this because it's not in a Royal Rumble, but that is the best elimination... Uh, it's uh, tease. Tease, yeah. yeah. That they've ever done with Kofi. That, that is so fucking insane. I, I can't imagine having the balls to be like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. You just throw me over the rope, over the post. I'll try to get my feet on the steps and just eat shit and then make my way back in. Has Kofi ever failed in a near elimination? Because no. he's fucking fat no. in a thousand. Dude, just unbelievable. This closing stretch is fucking yeah. awesome. So we come down, We ultimately we come down to Cesaro and Big Show. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Uh, my note on it just says, unreal finish. I just wish it had stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cesaro, in essence... Hoisting and body slamming Big Show out of the ring with what I'm going to call ease. Dude, it is way too easy. He holds the motherfucker there. Yeah, clean. Like, it looks better than any other time Big Show has allowed himself to be body slammed. It's crazy. Uh, Man, it... Like, I know that like it got brought up on the Austin podcast when he had Vince on, where he's like, what do you mean there's a fucking disconnect, Vince? This whole entire place, you know, they they go nuts for the fucking guy. And Vince is like, well, there's a disconnect there between him and the audience. It's like, you are no, a you, fucking you, idiot. Like, <laughs> dude, if you need that guy to fucking talk, which, by the way, Cesaro can cut fucking promos. Like, if you watch any of his shit that's not scripted, it's, it's great. The problem is that, like, he seems to struggle with bad... Written scripts. Yeah. Fuck scripted promos. Um I'm I'm big on bullet points. Yeah. For a promo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What what's what's the point? What's the theme? What's the idea? What yeah. what what bits do I need to get in? When you script it, it starts to sound forced. No matter who you are. Because it is. It has to be. Yeah. It that it by definition is forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even some of the best movie moments are fucking ad-libbed. Or, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, DiCaprio cutting his thumb in Django Unchained? Ad-libbed. Didn't, wasn't supposed not, to happen. Not Accident seen that set. movie, but I've sure as fuck have seen that scene, and it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. My first note says, I got a lot to say. Another ad. That's my first <laughs> note. Um... <laughs> You, you, you go first, because I have so little. So, 
here's the thing. I'm going to try to keep this somewhat brief because I think that we've spent most of the time on this podcast talking about how badly booked Bray Wyatt's been. So The I'll, other 50% has been Orton praise. Yeah. So I'm just going to read through my notes and I'm just going to fucking... We'll, we'll, we'll go, right? The video package for this set to the Eminem song is fantastic. Yes. Just fucking fantastic. That's also a great song from a great album. Uh, so, my, one of my notes here about this just says, this is the beginning of the end of Bray Wyatt. Yep. And I had not n- realized how quick it was until I rewatched this, because previous episode, SummerSlam... 2013, which is Bray's debut, which we've talked about ad nauseum. It's not a great debut. And here we are, Mania of 2014. I'm going to aim higher. Seven months. We are seven months in. Now, an argument he made, oh, in seven months he's working with one of the biggest stars possible on the biggest stage possible. Yeah. And he fucking loses. (laughs) And I know that this place... This place. WWE wants us so badly to think that wins and losses don't matter. They do. And they're always going to. And nobody can convince me otherwise. Uh, The crowd is very, in my mind, weird for this match. Yeah. Because I honestly feel like they're not into the match. They just want to know the finish. Yeah. It really seems like a lot of the bulk of the match, they're just kind of waiting. Because they're like... All we care about is who's up, which is really strange. Uh, I love when they start singing the whole, he's got the whole world in his hands thing. Bray's over. Bray's over as flying fuck with this audience. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the match is good. It's interesting. It is fine. But, like, it the, the finish is so frustrating because they could have done something. They could have done a number of things. That would have been creatively satisfying and great. It seemed like they were going to, and then for nope. a while, yeah. Because either here, here's my thing: the whole thing is like Bray's trying to bring out this monster that he knows John Cena is. You're not this fucking person. You're a, a, a horrible, you know, whatever. The whole match is built around be that fucking asshole. Just do that. Just do it. Give in. Be evil. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. If. Option one, John Cena gives in, just absolutely murders him with a chair or something. And say the rest, who cares how? Murders him with a chair, is that fucking monster, pins him and wins. Fine. Bray has proven his point. Even in defeat, he has still made John Cena what he says he was. Or, John sticks to his fucking morals and his code, and he loses because of it. So then... He has not betrayed himself as a person or a character, but Bray Wyatt has won the match. But instead, we do the least satisfying thing, where John sticks to his morals and his code despite temptation and still wins because he is Christ. Yep. Uh, Another ad. This match should be shorter, is one of my notes. It is a bit long. At one point, um, I, I can't remember what happens. Bray has him down. You did a thing or whatever. 
And I just wrote down, go for your finish, dumbass. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, and he's just not doing it. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't... I didn't hate it. I just really didn't like it. If Honestly, this is one for me where if the finish had been almost anything but what it was, <laughs> yeah. I'd have a much more favorable view of it. Yeah. The commentators, especially Lawler, are not trying to sell the story at all. No. They're not helping. Lawler's really not helping Bray at this. He's just like, he's an insane guy. He's kooky. I don't know what he wants. It's like, well, Jerry, he's been talking about what he wants every week on TV. So, there's that. Yep. So, coming up next, though. Hmm. Now we're about to get passionate. Are we? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Unless there's another ad. Oh, yeah. Well, there's probably another ad. Do you not? Did you not note the Hall of Fame stuff, either? No, I didn't give a fuck. Me neither. I, I, I couldn't tell you one person that was in it. Um... So we got Brock and Taker now. Yeah. One in twenty-one and one. Mm-hmm. I, I I will say this: I have rewatched the finish of this match, like the closing few seconds, fifty times. I have never, until this, gone back and rewatched the entire match. Okay, this is interesting. I remember at the time, in that house in Davenport, with everybody gathered around. We didn't like it. Didn't think it was very good. And when that finish happened, everything stopped. Uh, Shane's at the time girlfriend was like making food for everybody. She wasn't a wrestling fan, you know, but was respectful mm-hmm. enough to know it's sort of thing. Everything stopped. And she like pokes her head in the room and goes, Was that supposed to happen? Like it was. I can only imagine. It, it was. It could, you know what I mean? It was that thing where it's like, it couldn't be. It just couldn't, that couldn't fucking happen. Right? And not, it, it's weird because like, I just listened to an episode where we were talking about this and like, you know, it should have been somebody but Brock, you know, whatever, blah, blah. It's so weird now having gone back and rewatched the show and watched the match as a whole. Because if you watch just the finish, the air goes out of that entire stadium. Like, I had friends that were at the show live, and they said it was unbelievable how much the vibe in the whole place, and I hate using that phrase, dead. Just done. Every mm-hmm. Everything, like, all the good energy and everything was just gone. And I was like, I... Like, it, it, like you felt it on TV in your fucking house. I, I cannot fathom what it was like being there live for it. Having rewatched this now... This match is not good, but it is so much better than I remember it being. Hmm. I remember this being horrid and just awful and uncomfortable to watch. And it's not that. It's just not over. And you, I think that when Taker gets his shit rocked, is on the floor. Okay, yeah, because I looked for that. Because I remember I he throws a didn't kick, really spot. Lesnar catches his foot and like basically oh, yeah, tops yeah, yeah, him yeah. or whatever. Dumps him on the floor. I think that's it. But having said that, what I remembered it being and what it is now in this rewatch ain't the same. Because I remember it being like uncomfortable. Oh shit, he's not able to stand this and the other. It's like, nah, man, like he's still 
moving. I don't know if, you know, the lights the lights are on. I don't know if anybody's home. Okay. You think it's maybe autopilot? Yeah, I, I do. Um, the um, video package has this bit in it, though, where I was like, man, this is one of those things where it's like, it's so shrouded in mystery, like, the call was made on that day, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. In the video package, Heyman says everyone is going to hate Brock Lesnar for what he's about to do. And mm. it's the thing where I'm like, man, if you don't know what the finish is, that's a odd thing to put into that video package. Now, granted, if Taker had gone over, we would not remember that, and it wouldn't, you know, it would have just yeah. faded away into, you know, obscurity. Who cares? But a line... That I absolutely fucking love. It might be my favorite line in any video package ever. Mm -hmm. And then the smallest number becomes the biggest. That is so good. Yeah. That is so good. I I wish that, like, okay, so one, I wish this hadn't happened, right? I'm going to go down my my reverse revenge ladder here of things. Okay, okay. I wish this had never happened. Mm -hmm. I wish the streak had never ended. If it had to end... I wish it had been somebody other than Brock, although I am going to touch on that here more in just a second. If it had to end and it had to be Brock, I wish that had been Taker's last match. I wish that was it. I wish that was it. You're just gone now. And then you could... Honestly, it would have made Brock a bigger star if Taker never came back. Okay. Now, having said this, I will say... Rewatching it this time, this is what makes Brock into the Brock that we know now. Because he comes fair. back, his first pay-per-view match is with Cena, and he loses. And he has this shit feud with Triple H, where he beats him, and then he loses at Mania 29. And then he beats Big Show at the Rumble 2014, and then we're here. So he really, although he's come back, he's a huge star and everything, he's lost just as much as he's fucking won... And hasn't really done anything of note. He hasn't been champion since he came back. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, all right, well, now he's the end-all, the be-all. And then SummerSlam 2014, he's world champ. Yeah. Like, he, okay, to rewind, he beats Punk in 2013. Mm-hmm. Our beloved SummerSlam match. It's but the, like, the it's best great. ever in the world, yeah. ever. But what I'm saying is, like, he's a top guy, but he's not that god tier that he is now. Him beating Taker here gets him to there, and then he absolutely walks through Cena at SummerSlam. And that's what makes Brock Lesnar what we know as Brock Lesnar today, mm-hmm. right? Where he's just unfuckwithable. But goddamn. Like. Um. Lesnar has pretty good punches. Yeah. Never really noticed that. Another ad. This is pretty good. Another ad. I'm not kidding you. Those are my notes in a row. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe. And we're still on Lesnar Taker. I don't know how the fuck they played two ads during this fucking shit. It's really long. Yeah. The match is a lot longer than I thought it was, too. And the... Okay, so... I I'm going to... I'm going to start off by saying I agree it should not have been Lesnar. Right. 
although we did just discuss this is kind of what made him into the Lesnar sure. we know, but regardless. You could have got there any other way. Correct. Um, I absolutely love the, this moment, though. They are... Yeah. The, the crowd is so stunned. Yeah. They are heartbroken. It is... You... You could not make a moment like that anymore. Uh, I watched for it this time. The reaction on the finish, the three, is incredible. But when the match graphic pops up that says 21 and 1, there is a second reaction. It's like a second gasp. And I think it's a weird... Like, I almost think... Myself included, by the way. I think that after the three, we all thought something's going to happen. They're going to restart it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some bullshit. They're going to keep it going. The minute that screen says 21 and 1, that shit slams home. And it's oh, yeah. real. And it's like, fuck. It's done. Like, it's... I'm also going to say this. I hate that Roman beat him. Years think later. So? I, I really do. Okay. I think that that should have been... I don't think the the Roman and Taker match should have ever happened. It just shouldn't have been booked. Mm. But I think that, like... To me, it's a better legacy for both men if Taker was to go out... I'd have to look now. Like, I think he's 25-2 and two or something. You know, but, like, if he were to go out 26-1, and one, well, nobody's ever going to be like, what a shitty Mania record. Yeah, you know, that's fair. And for Brock to always be like, I was the one. Instead of, I was one of two. It, it just, fair. to me, cheapens a lot of shit. And honestly, it cheapens it for Roman. Fair. It's like, fair what, enough. you were the second guy to do something that somebody else had done? Touching on that a little bit, I was thinking in my head during watching this, um, um, thinking about fantasy booking the end of the streak if you had that power in your in, to, to fantasy book it you okay. have to end it I think the absolute best course of action would be and now this is the ultimate fantasy book sure right? sure Undertaker's streak is beaten by head of the table Roman Reigns oh so like if he was still able to just like acknowledge like, like, me like tribal up, chief yeah right pop up do a little match every mania to get to current where we're at now, basically. Yeah. That would be yeah, yeah, peak. Yeah. That would be the ultimate. Like, that's the only one. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I think, for me, on the caveat that, like, then he's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, whether or not Head of the Table happened earlier or no, I'd whatever happened. Like, imagine he beat, like, dude... One of my fantasy booking things for this specific mania, because at Rumble 2014, it's also Cena versus Orton for the belts. Mm. And I think it's like, I think it's their last pay-per-view match. I'm not positive. It might be. But also at that point, everyone was so sick of them having matches that the crowd completely massacres the whole thing. Uh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen clips of this. But it's fun because they do the finisher exchange, which is yep. just cool to see Cena do an RKO, you know? Whatever. I love it. But fantasy booking now or at the time, where I thought it was going to go, I thought Orton was going to beat him clean. Mm. And I thought we were going to make that the defining moment of his career. 
like, yeah, man, I've won all these titles, youngest champ, all this other shit. I beat John Cena. Hmm. Even if it's only the one time, whatever. Monday after the fucking Rumble, the next night, Cena promo. I failed. I'm not going to be in the title scene at WrestleMania. I did not win the Rumble, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. I've done this, I've done that. There's only one thing that I have not done. He challenges Taker at Mania 30. I would have done Cena versus Taker at 30. Okay. And I would have had Taker beat him. Hell yeah. So, like, your idea of, like, the ultimate ultimate in fantasy booking? Absolutely. Because then I would have just been like, Mark, go home, work out, train, rest, whatever, we'll bring you back for 31. We're going to keep this thing going until the time's right. Or we'll just let you go home. Uh, my original idea for who should have beaten him was Bray. Yeah, I... I... And they did it at 31, and it wasn't great at all, but, <laughs> like, also, evidently, Bray, like, rolled his ankle badly that day in the ring, like, warming up, which helps the match suck. Uh... Which helps the match suck. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> but I also, like, that's assuming that they had booked Bray better. But anyways, mm-hmm. um... Uh, yeah, man. Heavy shit. Let me read my next two notes. Go ahead. I'm not going to watch this. This is a clusterfuck. Divas? Yeah. I felt bad for man. Like, how do you follow that? You couldn't. No one could have. I also, I don't even know what this match was. I, thi- I don't know what it was either. I think this match is only to, and I think... It seemed like a... I thought it was a tag, but it's a yeah. scramble. Yeah. I think they knew this too, going in, but this match is just a breather bef- for the main event. Sure, because and it would have been even with a satisfying you, conclusion to Brock and Taker. Yeah, if you, but especially, yeah, necessary because if you had gone straight to the main event after Brock Taker, it there's no I, it, it wouldn't there's nothing. It, you you it, it wouldn't have you know what I mean. The the unfortunate term for this and this time it absolutely fits is the diva spot. Because yeah. for years they always put the women's title match right before the main event, and it was because, yeah, this is a time for people to like you know, mm-hmm. relax, get their win back, you know, go to the concessions, go to the bathroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that fair or cool? No, not at all. But fuck, that's what this is. I straight up didn't know what this match was. I was Me watching either. it and I was just like, this seems really rushed in a lot of spots, and I don't know what's happening. I didn't even realize it was like, I straight up thought it was like a fucking six on six or something. I could not tell what was happening. At one point, Natalia tries to get the sharpshooter on three, three people. people at once. What the fuck are you even... What? Also, it's so rushed. Yeah. And it, I, under, I I also know that like their time got cut because Brock and Taker went long and Taker took forever getting out of the ring because he was fucked up. Uh, so their frustration, I think, is very real and justified. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of shit where it's like, Natalia looks around when she's got, like, six legs in her hands. Like, looks around like, yeah, you're all gonna pop it. And it's like, nobody knows what you're doing. You know what I mean? That, and it's like, we just watched the, the worst thing ever. Like, it just, it sucks for them. They're, they're just put in a position to fucking fail. Yeah. Also, Rosa Mendez is in this? And Oksana? Yeah. I don't know. Rosa Mendez might be... The worst. <laughs> uh, uh, looking like Jafar. Um, 
Yeah. Just, also, my last note on this for the finish just says, I hate standing submissions. Okay. What? Uh, okay. Let's fall down. You pref- Uh, okay. Like the, the, what's, what was AJ's finish here called? Black, was it Black Widow? Yeah. It's like a standing ab stretch kind of thing or whatever. What's stopping me from just falling on you? Why am I holding you in the air for you to hurt me? I don't know. I, I, and I'm not just saying that for her. I say this for all of them. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I hate it. Um, Bob Backlund needs to be in a mental hospital. Yep. That man is fucking insane. And this was what, okay, seven so years ago. They introduced the legends that are there, Bruno Sammartino and such mm-hmm. and all them. And they'd cut to Bob Backlund, and he's snarling to no one. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? No, he, he is insane. Oh, yeah. He, like, supposedly wouldn't sign autographs unless the person could list every president of the United States oh, in yeah. order. Uh, he ran for office at some point, because he's in the our beloved 2000 Rumble. And I don't remember what it was for. It was, like, a local Senate thing, maybe? I, I'm not positive. He, yeah, like... Ugh. The man was world champion for, like, five years. Or something, maybe three. Something, regardless, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Amazing. He's insane. Um, Main event time. Live music for Randall. Like it. Dig it. I wish the motherfucker didn't stumble over the words sometimes, but he yep. did. Another ad. <laughs> I, I have so few notes on this match. I do too, really. For um, a good reason. I loved it. Yeah. Th- this is great. It- it's on my list of greatest triple threats. It's fantastic. And and, and I was so worried going into it, because I know the end result, but like, sure. I was worried going into it that it was going to be Orton and Batista team up, Daniel Bryan's gone for the majority of the fucking sure. game, Which is actually not what they did. No. Fuck they, yeah. They do a good job of like, there's team ups when it would make sense to do a team up. But then the, yes. re- the after the aftermath of them makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, spine gets eviscerated by that TV monitor. Oh, dude. So, okay. So, Batista bomb from one table to another. Orton off the steps with, we're going to call it a not RKO. It is a not. Breaker. It is a neck it's fucking a neck breaker. breaker. He does it in the same motion as an RKO, and I don't know why they keep calling it that. Because it's, it's not. It's a neck breaker. But he absolutely lands on a monitor and just seemingly... And this is, is back when when they pain. had the uh, the big block yeah. monitors. It's uh, just a cube of steel. So, okay. I didn't make a note of this, but I am going to say this is my insane conspiracy theory about the booking of this show. Oh, no. Which, by the way, I think has been proven to be false by numerous interviews and documentaries and shit. Hmm. I truly thought that because going into it, we as fans all kind of assumed, especially after Brian beat Triple H, Brian has to be the one winning the world title. There's no way they're not going to do this. This has to be the finish. I truly thought the reason that they put Brock up on Taker was so that in those few minutes in between these events happening... We would be like, well, 
We thought for sure Brian would win, but we also thought for sure Taker would never lose, and now we have no reason to believe in anything, and there will always be doubt. Mm. That is dumb, and that is my dumbest conspiracy theory I've ever had. Now, like, okay, you take away the one certainty so that your main event is then in jeopardy. I do believe that helped with uncertainty, but I don't think that that was the reason that they booked it that way. Yeah, yeah, I concur with that, like... For sure. Um, this match is great. It's so good. Props to all involved. Yeah. Like, Unbelievable pop. Yeah. Just great. And, yeah, man, just what a great fucking way to end the show. Mm-hmm. What a great way to start and end a show. No, I agree. Just, just yeah. unbelievable. Overall, I loved the show. I actually thought this yeah. was a very good WrestleMania. I'm going to give this... Oh, man. A thumbs up. Yeah. At a 90 degree or a 12 o'clock, whichever your rating symbol says. I still fail to see your logic, sir. Anyway, Hoot. Um, yeah, watch WrestleMania 30. It is yeah. actually good. Uh, let's wrap this up. It's very late. I have so much shit to do tomorrow. Um, I can't wait to go to bed. I'm stoked. To go just, to bed. Yeah. Just <laughs> unbelievably I am amped up to get unconscious. <laughs> Isn't that the best when you're looking forward to sleep? <laughs> you're just like, I'm intently going to lay down. Like um, I will be playing video games with my stepbrother and I'll be like, dude, at twelve o'clock I'm gonna get off and go to bed. And then I'll be looking forward to that time until I'm done playing video games. Now do you get off before or after you play the games? So, in the context of the way that that, the the implication of that question, before. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. Because I usually get on right after work. And I need to just, I need to unwind. (laughs) Sorry, Pocket Volcano. (laughs) He's not sorry. Guys, thank you for one glorious year. Um, Support wrestling in general. That's what I'm going to say. That's a good, yeah. We do dog on WWE a lot, and they deserve it. But support fucking wrestling. Yes. Uh, Support wrestling that books us. Follow us on our social media platforms. All of that other jazz. And I think that there's no better way to end this on our one-year anniversary than by reminiscing on what may be the greatest theme song that we have ever had. You gotta click the mouse first. Try it. Try it. Try it again.